At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 Fox Sports Sunday. I'm George Reister, joined by Bucky Brooks. Bucky, what's going on, man? What up, Reister? What's happening? Not much, man. Do you hear that excitement and energy in my voice? You already know why. <laughs> why Why are you so excited, George? It is that time of year. It is pro football season. But most importantly, it is college football season. It is right around the corner. And after last year, right? And I know that we're still in the throes of a pan- pandemic and we, we can't ignore all the things that are going on out on earth and that there could potentially be games canceled and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, Bucky, I'm excited because we're going to get a season after last year and the way it went. I'm pretty confident that we will have a season, right? Yeah, we're definitely going to have a season for sure. Yeah. We're definitely having a season. Yeah, because because this time last year, we weren't so sure. I mean, it was very iffy. And now we're actually able to deal with the storylines that are going on. And one of the major ones is of America's team, the Dallas Cowboys, and they are on hard knocks. But even with that, they are still no short. They still no shortage of storylines. And the biggest one is Dak Prescott, their starting quarterback. He's having another MRI on his shoulder. And but the Cowboys said, listen, there, there's nothing to see here. It's fine. Everything's fine. But. Bucky, that tells me that sounds to me like somebody saying we're standing on the top of, you know, a gondola or something. And they're like, don't look down. Don't look down. What's the first thing you're going to do? Look down. Yes. So is there concern 
Because I think that that means that there is concern for Dak Prescott's shoulder. Am, am I tripping? I mean, I think they, I think they want to really proceed with an abundance of caution because they've seen what it looks like when Dak Prescott isn't on the field. Uh, we saw in the Hall of Fame game when he didn't participate in play and, and what their backup quarterback situation looked like. And so I think if you're Mike McCarthy, McCartney and you're Jerry Jones and you're those guys, you're trying to make sure that Dak Prescott is going to be available for all 17. So you want to just check it out and check it out again and see, make sure it's progressing the way it should be. So what is your level of concern? Because from a scale from one to, you know, houses burning down is a 10. I I am at a, I'm probably higher than most. I think I'm at a six and a half, a seven in in terms of Dak being ready for, for, for week one, a six and a half or seven, because like you get an MRI, but when you go for a second MRI in a short period of time, that either means they didn't find what they were looking for they uh they want to like like that there's something that more that they're trying to uncover or confirm which scares me with my own personal MRI history well i mean i get that too because there's a part of me that you just don't casually go and schedule MRIs right you just that's not something you just go do like hey i'm going to just spend about an hour just getting the MRI so there has to be something that was there something significant that might have spooked them during training camp and they're trying to just get another look and see if the plan that they had in place, the rehab plan, is actually going to work. Yeah, and this team, though, Amari Cooper's been hurt. They drafted, you know, uh, an entire defense worth of players. They, they are Super Bowl or bust. Like, that's their mentality, but is this team really Super Bowl or bust? I mean, the the Kansas City Chiefs are Super Bowl or bust. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are Super Bowl or bust. But the the Dallas Cowboys, with the way last season went and the previous seasons, like where they've, you know, gone to the wild card, but nothing really more than that, this doesn't feel like Super Bowl or bust to me from what success should look like. Well, I mean, I think it's Super Bowl or bust based on the fact that they just paid the quarterback a ton of money. Offensively, they appear to have an offense that should be top two or three in the league just based on his explosiveness, Dak Prescott, and the weapons that they have available to him. Uh, C.D. Lamb, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup. You think about Ezekiel Elliott and even Tony Pollard. I mean, that offense, particularly if the offensive line is right, that offense is as good as any in football. And so that gives them a chance right there. And then if Dan Quinn can just take the defense from being horrible to maybe <laughs> ranking at the middle of the pack, that gives them an opportunity to kind of be in the mix when we talk about the final four and those teams. Yeah, and this is the preseason, so we're we're not going to fully get a a full range of you know, like we're we're not going to see everybody. Teams are running vanilla offense, which which means that it's a watered down version of what they run run in the regular season. So, like uh, from what you have seen, because the Cowboys have played two games, does this look like a team that is you know poised or moving in the right direction? I mean, I believe they're moving in the right direction. It's hard to assess anything based off of preseason games. Having watched them practice, having listen in and, and just kind of watch how the players took the coaching points on the practice field on a few different occasions. I believe it's trending in the right direction, particularly on the defense. 
young defense is really bought into how Dan Quinn is delivering his message. They really understand the scheme because the scheme is pretty simplistic in its approach, but it's about effort and energy and running to the ball and see if you can knock the ball out and all that other stuff. And so that makes it very easy for a team that has great athletes to play at a high level. Now what we have to do is we have to see how they play um, in an environment when Dan Quinn is really calling the plays to win it as opposed to just kind of getting stuff to see on tape. And I was I watched that first episode of, of of Hard Knocks. Did you get a chance to see it, Bucky? I did see the first episode. Yeah. Okay. So you had Jerry Jones up there crying in the press conference, and I thought that that was very interesting because, like, I was like, "Wow, Jerry Jones is up here crying." This this felt like an. You you know when older people when they when they realize that they're facing their own mortality and he's like wow maybe I should be appreciating what's going on a little a little bit more and I I just kind of really felt him there and it really seemed like a shift from what we had seen from him you know for the past you know couple decades yeah I mean I think he understands that look man he's he's nearing the end of the tunnel right. And so he wants one more crack at one more crack at it. They haven't won a Super Bowl since '97. I mean, that's that's a long time for an owner to win three pretty quickly out the gate. And then he's had this long drop where they haven't been able to even advance to a championship game, much less a Super Bowl. And so he is desperate to kind of have that feeling again, feel like the Cowboys are on top of the world. And so I can understand why he is so emotional when people ask him about his team. Yeah, this is a a team that I think is obviously, you know, that that people have high hopes for. But I, I just wonder if the expectations are too high. You know what I mean? But where it's like Super Bowl or bust, Super Bowl or bust, because in their on, on that Hard Knocks episode two, you had their coach Mike McCarthy talking about it's Super Bowl or bust, guys. We're playing for a championship, this and this. And mind you, I was never on a Super Bowl winning team, but it seems like Super Bowl winning teams to me where I've seen from the outside look in and talk to players who've played on them, that their focus has been like week to week, game to game, that it's in the moment and not looking at the ultimate goal that you get the ultimate goal by doing enough winning things along the way and I looked at that and it felt more you know uh Jeff Fisher when they were on with the with the Rams and he was like nobody wants this nine and seven BS we're and I'm like why are we focused on the end result instead of those you know the little bitty micro steps that get you to there well we're focused on that part of it because they're they're worried about how they're going to look on camera, right? We have seen when you have a hard knocks uh, series and you don't look like you're prepared to be the leader of the team. Uh, you look like you're incompetent at your job. All the criticism and the, the bows and arrows that come your way, i.e. Hugh Jackson and all this stuff when he was with the Browns and people talked about how he just didn't look like he was a leader, that the other guys looked like they were more the head coach than anything. Ty Haley and Greg Williams and those guys. And so... I think part of what Mike McCarthy wants to do is he wants to show the fans that he is in charge. And the best way that he can do it is talk about these grandiose plans that they may have for the season as opposed to what really is what most coaches talk about, the process. It's about, hey, can we build, 
be the best team on the field today and then tomorrow and the next day and on and on and on where you stack those days and weeks together and you look back and you're like, okay, look at how far we have traveled to get to this point where we are a championship squad. See, maybe it was because and, and, and I know that there's a big difference between how the coaches want to be, be perceived because Mike McCarthy, as much as he is confident because he won a Super Bowl in Green Bay, he also had to hear some of that noise that came through last year. Oh, should Jerry fire him after one year? And is he the right guy? So I think that there may be something to that. Um, to that with him as far as wanting to be perceived a certain way. But as far as the players, when we were on Hard Knocks, I never even thought of that. Not one time. I mean, granted, I was only in my, I think, second year. I, I never one time considered how I was going to look on television. Now, in, in, in hindsight, though, there were some pictures that came out that were, you you know, where um, – where my where my hair wasn't exactly the way I wanted it. I had braces and everything else, and people have laughed at some some of those. But aside where I've looked at how I looked physically, and I was like, well, maybe I should have cared a little bit more since we were going to be on Hard Knocks. Well, what team were you with? Ooh. Jacksonville. Jacksonville was on Hard Knocks. Yes, when we were, um, really? but that was that was the year that I think it moved to NFL Network or something. It was the one year I think that it wasn't on HBO. It was on they they still did it. The cameras were there every single day, but it was on NFL Network that year. Mm. Was that Coughlin or was that Jack Del Rio? Jack Del Rio. Okay, yeah, I, man, I missed. Hey, man, I know the was wrong. I, I hate I missed that there, uh, George, but. Here's what I think happens, because everyone has told me that has participated in it. Like, yeah, you get used to the cameras being there, but you're always aware that you're on camera. Yes. And some people may take that as an opportunity to maybe try and leverage it for things down the line. Um, TV opportunities, let me show my personality. Maybe some people will like me and give me opportunities after I'm done with ball. I just think it's a very weird dynamic, because when you're in training camp, as you know, like it's... I mean, it's Groundhog Day. Yep. And depending on what your station in life is in terms of where you stack on the team, it's either a lot of fun for you because you're not really doing a whole lot. It's just kind of like summer camp. Or it is a grind and you're in the crucible trying to figure out what am I going to do and how am I going to make this? Because they say don't count the numbers, but I'm counting 12 DBs in a DB room and I know they only keep an eight. See, I never, see, I was never in that position where I was close to getting cut. So I didn't, I didn't worry about, about that. But as far as players trying to leverage their brand, the guy who did it best and started that what on hard knocks was Chad Johnson. And oh, I thought, yeah, that was the best. He was the best. Yeah, and, and had I seen that, but his was after hours. Had I seen that after? I'm sorry, had I seen that before? Oh my God. I, dude, I would have got to came out looking like a star. Rah, rah. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, in thinking about that, George, just think about it. he was you streaming like five, six years before people were even doing yep. that kind of stuff. He was really on top of it. Yep, no, it pays to be an early adopter. Uh, but you guys, this is Fox Sports Sunday. I'm George Reister. He's Bucky Brooks. And when we come back, we will be joined by Fox Sports Radio NFL insider Adam Kaplan. And that's up next here on Fox Sports Sunday. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, And the stakes have never been higher. 
Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality potency and consistency scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality visit lazarusnaturals.com today lazarus naturals committed to improving your life as well as the world around you not available in idaho iowa or south dakota rain or shine every day is a great day for fishing right you got rain gear but you can't overlook sunny day gear a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie has you covered on the sunniest days. Like literally. I mean, who wouldn't trade a sunburn for a trophy fish? But why do it if you don't have to? Especially when this Solar Stream Elite hoodie is built with broad spectrum UV protection. We're talking UPF 50. And it has airflow so you don't overheat. And what's the alternative? Putting down the rod every half hour so you can slather on some sunscreen. Seems like an easy choice to me. Columbia PFG has you covered with their Castback TC shoe. Its OmniMax cushioning and traction system helps if you're on your feet a lot, say, fighting a fish. Not to mention keeping you sure-footed on a wet, rocking boat. So if you're going to be spending long days out on the water, and I sincerely hope that you will be, head over to Columbia.com PFG and shop all their performance fishing gear. Here on Fox Sports Sunday, I'm George Reister with Bucky Brooks, and now we are joined by Fox Sports Radio NFL Insider and host of the Inside the Birds podcast, Mr. Adam Kaplan. Welcome to the show. Guys, good to be with you as always. Man, I'm excited. It is football season. Um, we have yesterday. We got a chance to see Trey Lance. We got a chance to see Justin Fields. You know, and the rest of the rookie quarterbacks as well. From what you've heard, who had the best day? And do any of them, the the ones that are in battles, have a chance to start? Yeah, George, I would say Justin Fields. I was with the Bears on Wednesday when they were hosting the Dolphins for a combined practice, and Fields is great. I understand he was working with the twos, but. He's answered the bell here. I'm told he's very coachable. He's exactly where they want to be, if not better. Now you get to Trey Lance. He took he took some sacks, took four sacks. I'm kind of was he made some plays, took some plays that he liked to have back. But I thought Fields uh, was the was the best rookie quarterback. I thought Zach Wilson did some good things. So it's kind of where I saw those quarterbacks. You know, Adam, it's funny because. Um Thursday night, we got a chance to see the Patriots and the conversation coming out of New England with Mac Jones. There appeared to be some excitement, even though his play, to me, seemed like it was just kind of basic and solid. What are you hearing about Mac Jones and his impression as a rookie? Yeah, I thought he did a good job of of, of just 
processing information, getting the ball quickly. He looked like you would say for Mac Jones. He's not a strong-arm guy. He's about processing and throwing with timing, and that's kind of what what's, what we got from him. And I expect whenever he gets to start the season, he will definitely start at some point. That's what we're going to see from him. It's going to be run after the catch, you know, 15 to 20-yard throws, no longer than that, because that's that his arm is not going to allow him to throw the ball downfield very much. Um, the the Jacksonville Jaguars they just traded Joe Schobert to the Steelers, and that's the, and they signed him last offseason, and he's been a good linebacker. Um, I have been looking at Urban Meyer with a side eye already. What was this move about? Yeah, it was, it, it, George, it's interesting because Schobert's always had a productive career. He certainly has had an injury history, but a good football player. Uh, the Steelers were a team that was very aggressive in trying to trade for him. They're looking to upgrade at, at, at inside linebacker. Uh, and the Jaguars, not that they need any cap space, but that's what they're going to save here. They didn't get much back. Think about it. All they're getting is a six-round pick back from a bona fide starting middle linebacker who will play in the 34 of the Steelers. And the, and the Jaguars are looking at younger players. You know, they, They're going to get younger. Uh, they've made some moves over Myers. Personnel controls kind of flipped the roster a little bit. Yeah, it, it was interesting to see Joe Sherbert um, kind of jettison out of there. Uh, obviously, the big the big game last night was everyone wanted to see Jordan Love. Um, got a chance to see him throw a touchdown pass and kind of move the offense up and down the field a little bit. He got dinged up a little bit. What are you hearing about the reports coming out of Green Bay on how they felt about his debut? Good, yeah. He has a minor injury. But, yeah, the, the, he's had an interesting camp. And, and, quite frankly, he's definitely made some progress, as I understand it. Look, we kind of know where this situation's headed. We know Aaron Rodgers is the start of this season. As we've said before, someone's going to have to go after this season. If, if I'm Jordan Love's agent, I'm not going to have my client sit for another year. Remember, Rodgers sat for three years. Mm-hmm. You can't ask Jordan Love to, 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 to sit for three years. It's just not going to happen. The National Football League and uh, in this day and age, and I expect something to happen after the season one way or the other. Um, you have had a bunch of quarterbacks that that have you know that are on the verge of getting paid, and one of them is Lamar Jackson, but he won't get the uh, but or hasn't gotten the COVID vaccine yet. And there's you know obviously the situation with Kirk Cousins with with, with the Vikings. Are any of these potentially uh, you know messing up their status with the franchise, or have you heard anything like that? No, no. What it is is, though, coaches treat these things like injuries, potential of injury. Uh, look, you've got Lamar Jackson has been on the COVID list now twice, once last season and once this season now. Uh, the Kirk Cousins situation, uh, which, which happened over the last week or so, which became public, it's just it's something you monitor, but something that coaches have to live with. Yeah, it, it is funny about that. And, and thinking about the L- Lamar Jackson, well, coming off the heels of the Josh Allen deal, you have Lamar Jackson and Baker Mayfield who are next in line to get their deals. How do you think that plays out? You kind of touched on Lamar Jackson. How does it play out for Baker Mayfield? Yeah, I think when you look at Mayfield's thing, look, remember now, they've got plenty of time here. Uh, they don't have to rush trying to get extension done. He's coming off of his first good season, no doubt. He was good. Look, Mark Jackson two years ago was the MVP. To me, Lamar Jackson, the Ravens made it clear they want to get his deal done by, by the start of the regular season. I still think they're going to work toward that. Um, you guys, we're on with Adam Kaplan, Fox Sports Radio NFL insider and host of the Inside the Birds podcast. Um, Adam, have you heard about any potential trades potentially at the quarterback 
position, maybe the Eagles willing to make a move or Washington or some some of these other teams or the Miami Dolphins who may not necessarily be 100 percent certain about their starters. No, we've talked about Tua's situation with the Dolphins. He's clearly their starter, but the question is not this season. It's a question after this season. If he does not play well, do they move on from it without him? And then, of course, the Deshaun Watson situation, which still is up in the air, folks. We have no idea if he's going to play this season. Certainly a dubious situation, which is going to resolve itself, hopefully, hopefully get better clarity before the season starts. But Tyrod Taylor's clearly the starter for the, the Texans. And then, look, typically when you get to the, the initial 53-man deadline at, at August 31st, that's when you could see some guys being moved, and that's clearly the time to do it right when you have to make a decision on your roster. You know, Adam, you you brought up the Deshaun Watson thing. It's one of the more baffling things I've ever seen from the outside in. Like, how do we how do we resolve this if you're the Texans? Are, are they okay having to pay Deshaun Watson for not participating if this gets to the regular season? They've resigned themselves to the fact that Tyrod Taylor is going to be the starter. There's been no consideration to, to go to Sean Watson at this point because of the situation that they're in. Uh, they don't know if he's going to be on the field this season or not because they have no clarity. They have to have a quarterback who they know they can depend on. That's Tyrod Taylor. That's why they made this decision, by the way, months ago, uh, because they were not getting any clarity from the league. That's my understanding, and that's why they're going forward with the situation as is. That's the thing that's weird to me, Adam, is that – you have a quarterback, and so is he refusing to practice, or are they just saying he can't practice? I think that that's the unclear part about it, because if he were refusing to practice, then that puts you in the situation where you're now, you know, where you could ding him for conduct detrimental to the team. So which one is it? No, he actually showed up, George, just to be clear here, very clear. He showed up, he showed up for two reasons. A, he wants to get paid. B, if he went on the commissioner's exemplist, he could not get paid if he doesn't show up. So that's exactly why he showed up. He had a minor injury after practicing as a scout team safety, and he didn't practice for a little bit. And it is weird, though, having a quarterback who's making $39 million a year. $39 million a year to be a scout team, a scout team safety is bizarre, but it is what it is. Man, so much to monitor in this situation. You guys, he's Adam Kaplan, Fox Sports Radio NFL insider and host of the Inside the Birds podcast. Adam, thanks for coming on the show. Oh, guys, thank you. All right, thanks. So, Bucky, that that's something that we're going to talk about up, uh, up next, the Deshaun Watson situation and what the Texans should do. But first, we have to go to our man, David Gascon. What's trending? George, 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 I, uh, I need your help, and I need the help of Bru- Bucky Brooks. Um, I got to go back to June the 18th of this year. George. Mm. Okay. And uh, June the 18th, Bucky, was the day that uh, I found Paydirt. It was the day that the Los Angeles Clippers eliminated the Utah Jazz. Mm-hmm. And they came from an 0-2 deficit. And I had, <laughs> I had won a bet against George for a steak dinner at Mastro's for two. Oh. I have yet to be paid up for that bet. George, you know that's bad luck if you don't pay up your debts, right? Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Anybody who's been around Fox Sports Radio knows that I am good for paying up a bet. So and, and just and just like I said, David, I told you. And is that all you have to do is tell me when you are going to go, send me a picture of the bill, I will Venmo it to you right then and there. No, no, I can't do that to you, because what if it's an expensive tab? 
It's Mastro's. It's for for two. It's supposed to be expensive. It's it's going. It's going to to be expensive. Gas gas. If 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 I say a steak dinner for uh, two, Bucky, what am what am I expecting to uh, spend? That's a little bit different. You and Bucky. You and Bucky. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. You should have at least two hundred earmarked out at a Yeah. At least because I'm sure maybe you get the little lobster mashed potatoes. Maybe you get a little butter cake. Well, the reason why I bring that up. Some liquor with it. But see, the reason why I bring that up is because the bet was. Steak dinner for two at Mastro's, and then George wanted a bottle of wine. Mm. So I was actually being considerate because the bottle of wine wasn't that expensive. It was. It was. Yeah. Well, pre it's it would have been like one fifty. Yeah. So yeah. I'm so just trying to be a good teammate. All, all right. Cool. 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 I will uh, send send me send me your Ven, Venmo since you want to do it the other way. That actually works out better for for me. I will. Just, no, no, no. It's your words. No, 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 no. It's your words, man. It's your. No, no. Words. You, 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 you what, have already. I was just telling you what my mind process was like right there. So it's all good, man. It is well, good. I had given. And just so you know, Bucky, but Bucky, I had already given him the the steps to get the to get the dinner. This was not me welching on a bet. I had already told him, but he didn't want to go about it that way. So what am I supposed to do, Bucky? You can't. I mean, look, you can't. You can't make him go. I know, but I, I can't hit him up in the middle of the night and be like, "Yo, George, it's eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock at night." Uh, oh, that's a late, that's a late dinner. Yeah, that's, well, you know, I mean, like you, you're not able to go to the movies. After seven that course dinner. meal, man. <laughs> seven <laughs> course <laughs> meal. Where you where where yeah, are you going are you to, to you Providence? Know, go to go to Mastros in Malibu, man. You got the surf and turf, baby. Oh my god, uh, Bucky. I know you were busy yesterday with Jacksonville that game that you were calling mm. while you were MIA. Um, a certain guy named uh, Javante uh, Williams was was pretty good. Oh, the Tar Heel? Yes, I was, was expecting pre- nothing less. It was pretty good in Denver yesterday. I uh, I wanted to give you that uh, that heads up. He looked pretty good and ran pretty hard. So, will be interesting. Uh, the one game today with Indianapolis and Carolina Colts got the victory, twenty one to eighteen. Colts rushed the ball thirty six times for one hundred and seventeen yards. They did give up three sacks in the ball game, but still won it anyway. Major League Baseball scene today: Dodgers the Mets is the nightcap. Indians eleven nothing over the Tigers. Tristan McKenzie took a perfect game into the eighth inning, gave up his lone hit with two outs in that said frame. Boston six two over Baltimore. Blue Jays won. Excuse me, Blue Jays five. Mariners won. Fernando Tatis Jr. with a home run. He came back today. They're tied up. Padres and Diamondbacks at one one. San Diego did place you Darvish on the ten day injured list with lower back tightness. Meanwhile, tennis action. Roger Federer going to miss the U.S. Open, and Naomi Osaka is pledged to donate any prize money she wins in this week's tournament, the Western Southern Open Tennis Tournament, to relief efforts in Haiti. So donations that way and uh, just on the hotline with George just waiting for that donation my way all right send me send me your cash <laughs> app your, your your venmo it'll be done before uh, it, it'll be done at the next break oh, okay man. and then we we will have this over with <laughs> um yeah so i i mean i still it's funny, and you guys, that's David Gascon giving us the update. It's funny because Joey Harrington still owes me a hundred bucks, right? And Joe, <laughs> and Joey from from uh, we made a bet on something, and 
uh, back when he first was going to the league, and he's try and he tried to pay me a couple of times, and at that point in time, I was like, no, 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 I don't want your money, Joey. I, I just wouldn't let him pay me, and so just so I can hold over his head all the time. <laughs> that he owes that you he, money. That yes. he owes you money. <laughs> yes, and that's what I feel like David Gascon is doing right now. He's just holding. It, he's holding it over your head because you yes. haven't paid him. You know, Correct. You, you could always send him um, a gift card. You know, exactly. Like, yeah. See, see, we see that was back in like 2001. But now we're living in 2021. You can't keep me from paying you now. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like, I will find your Venmo. I'll find your cash app. I'll yeah, you can, leave you a can, gift card yeah, on the update desk. Yeah, you can do it. You can do it a million different ways. You can send it directly to his email. So he yes. pop, pops up like all whatever. However you want to pay him, you can compensate him for sure. Absolutely. Um, we were when we were just talking to Adam Kaplan, we were talking about uh, to attack of law and his situation in my Miami. And yesterday uh, they got a chance to play and the game to me. And I know it's the preseason, but it looked very similar to the the season last year. He was eight for 11, 99 yards. It, you know, a lot of short passes. He ended up throwing an interception. And Bucky, I'm not 100% sure that he's ready yet. Mm. You know, I, see, I think beauty is always in the eye of the beholder, right? So you quote off those stats, like 8 for 11, 99 yards, and the interception. So you kind of have a, a skeptical eye towards what Tua Tungvaloa can do. There are others who look at what, Mac Jones was able to do 13 for 19 for 87 yards, and they are ready to anoint him as TB 12 2.0. <laughs> right. You know, and so a lot of that is really the level of expectations and what your eyes tell you. When I look at Tua Tungavaloa, I think the one thing that stands out to me is he is really good at the short and intermediate game. That is where he has kind of made his living. That's where he's always made his living. That's the thing. What outsiders and maybe some within the organization would like to see is, hey, can he push it down the field so they can generate big plays and points? Because the National Football League is too hard to drive down the field on 25-yard passes. You have to be able to generate some explosive plays to put the ball in the paint. And right now, we just don't know if Tua Tungvaloa has that part of his game fully developed and fully refined. But it needs to happen quickly because next year, they could be right back in the market looking for a quarterback if he is not the guy. Yeah, the thing that really struck me about Tua, and it's and I said this about Tua coming out, and people were acting like I was a crazy man. I said the one thing that I have a question about about Tua is, is that when he was at Alabama, every throw didn't matter because their defense was so good mm -hmm. and because his wide receivers were so fantastic. They were so much better than the defenders that they were playing against. He had four first-round draft picks he was throwing to. So they were always open. So the windows were n not nearly as tight as they were in the NFL. And I questioned whether he was going to be willing to, you know, to fit them in and and be willing to you, you know throw when every throw matters at such a higher level because it's not mismatches on on the field and now it seems bucky that it's coming true yeah i mean 
some of that is, is is challenging, right? The challenging evaluation when you're dealing with quarterbacks is determining the level of the talent of the quarterback and how much he's impacted by the pieces around him. In Alabama, and you can make this argument for all the quarterbacks that have come out of there, So, but we'll use Tua and Mac Jones respectively. Uh, you have a talented offensive line. Uh, we had a couple of first-round picks that they played with. You have all those wide receivers. There's a total of, what, four first-round pass yep. catches they've had the last couple years. Um, you have the greatest college football coach to ever do it in Nick Saban. You have a defense that typically is lights out, so you don't have to worry about, A, if we have a couple three three and outs, uh, our defense won't hold. And so you play differently, right? You play differently based on those circumstances and situations, knowing how you can approach the game. That has been the challenge when it comes to Mac Jones. And I'll say maybe I was a little jaded on Tua Tungvaloa because I've known him for so long since high school that I just believed in the talent. But I think now in retro, maybe we look, need to look back at Alabama, the machine, and maybe we do give too much credit to the quarterback because the machine has rolled, but Alabama has yet to, rep- to produce a high-end NFL quarterback. Well, and, and it's like two is not short on, on talent, but I think that the situation probably hurt him. You, you, you know, because if you look at Kyler Murray at at um, uh, at when, when when he was at Oklahoma, every throw mattered because their defense wasn't as good. So mm-hmm. like he like every throw was you know, a high-impact throw, especially when they're playing in Big 12 games, bowl games, all of, all of that stuff. And the, the the same thing for a lot of the other quarterbacks who have come come out. They can't afford to, you know, spin around and throw a ball up and know that Jerry Judy's going to come down and catch it. <laughs> Knowing that <laughs> Devontae Smith is going to, you know, like that he's going to one-hand back it in the back of the end zone like Mac Jones had the ability to, to do. Like, like you don't have that opportunity. And so it's not that two is short on talent. I think that the situation can actually make it, you know, too easy on you when you're in college. And then that doesn't necessarily translate over into the NFL. Yeah, that's a great point. Because at some point, George, with everybody, you want to see how they handle a little adversity. How does he handle when things aren't going right, when his left tackle is getting whooped down after down after down? Can he can he handle feeling the pressure uh, coming on him? Uh, how does he handle if he has to get in a shootout and his defense can't get a stop? And he has to be pushed the envelope a little bit, and he has to be more aggressive when it comes to those downfield throws. You would like to see quarterbacks in each of those situations so you have a feel for how they respond to adversity because in my mind, Outside of the natural talents when it comes to being a great thrower and that stuff, man, the the toughness, physical and mental, are they equipped with those intangible qualities that would give them a chance to really deal with a rough patch in a game or over the course of a season? Yeah, I'm a person who... When when I'm evaluating quarterbacks, I think that you do have to take all of those things into account. But you guys, um, in just a couple couple minutes, I got some questions for Mr. Bucky Brooks because he is not only a, a, a expert on the NFL, all of this, but he's also a high school coach. And so I got some questions about evaluating talent and how do we get these guys um, into college. Up next, here on Fox Sports Sunday, I'm George Reister with Bucky Brooks. 
Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller, along with my trusty sidekick, David Gascon. Would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the south side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn. Alliances will shift and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash the shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Rain or shine, every day is a great day for fishing, right? You got rain gear, but you can't overlook sunny day gear. A Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie has you covered on the sunniest days. Like literally. I mean, who wouldn't trade a sunburn for a trophy fish? But why do it if you don't have to? Especially when this Solar Stream Elite hoodie is built with broad spectrum UV protection. We're talking UPF 50. And it has airflow so you don't overheat. And what's the alternative? Putting down the rod every half hour so you can slather on some sunscreen. Seems like an easy choice to me. Columbia PFG has you covered with their Castback TC shoe. Its OmniMax cushioning and traction system helps if you're on your feet a lot, say, fighting a fish. Not to mention keeping you sure-footed on a wet, rocking boat. So if you're going to be spending long days out on the water, and I sincerely hope that you will be, head over to Columbia.com PFG and shop all their performance fishing gear. So, you guys, I'm George Reister with Bucky Brooks. So, Bucky, you're a high school football coach, and and we've talked about this privately, but you run the uh, and essentially like a triple option wing wing T, right? Yeah, double double wing, double wing. So, if you, I mean, it's not exactly like what Army and Air Force and those teams run, but to give a visual picture, in a way, that's how we play. Okay, so as a coach, and you watch a ton of football, you evaluate players for the draft, you see offenses, you talk to coaches. So when you are a coach, how do you decide 
you know, like this is the offense that I'm going to run. Like this is the style of play where like people have taken what Bill Walsh did with the West Coast offense, where it's kind of dink and dunk, short passes, all of that, which has influenced people like John Gruden, or you have an air raid like with Cliff Kingsbury and some other people, you know, run and shoot. Like, how are you a coach and you decide, okay, here is where I'm going to lay my foundation with as a coach? I think what you have to do is you have to understand the talent that you have on your roster. You have to understand the talent that you can get. Um, you know, we're in Southern California where in high school, depending on where you are, if you're a private school, then you can go and maybe recruit and entice guys to come. But if you're a public school, you're kind of beholden to the kids that are in the neighborhood. And so what is in your neighborhood? Can you get a quarterback? If you can't get a quarterback, how can you function and build a consistent team? So a lot of your decisions are driven by what you have at your disposal. If you have elite talent, then you can do whatever it is that you want to do. But if you don't have elite players that are consistently coming to your school, you have to kind of be a little more systematic to give yourself the best opportunity to win. So if a Division One quarterback was in the neighborhood and he walks in the door, are you changing your, your offense and the way you do things? Oh, look, I would, I would throw it more. But then the thing you have to do now is can I fend them off for the private schools that are sniffing around when I get one? Because <laughs> because if I have one, then is can I keep one? Because you've seen the transfers and how everyone goes and quarterbacks go to four different schools over four years. It's how can I maintain the stability of the program while also trying to elevate a player to give him the best opportunity, not only help our team win, but to get out and do the things that he wants to do. Sometimes that's a challenge that is hard because the private schools or some of the other schools in the area – maybe have more resources or maybe they play on a bigger stage and the parents and the kids want to be on the big stage because they believe that will lead to more opportunity. There are a lot of little agendas that you're having to deal with um, when you're coaching, trying to make those decisions. See, Bucky, I think that people initially, when they look at college, right, and then players were able to transfer and all that, that they thought that this would – that this was something new, but high schools have been dealing with this for quite some, some time in terms of how do you keep players? How do you develop players? So what, what have you seen in your experience from, from that aspect of it, where people think that it's, Oh, that this is college guys moving around. It's bad for the game, but this is actually a trickle up effect, right? It is a trickle up effect because high school is like that. Like it's very much a product of, we'll say in basketball, the AAU culture where everyone is bouncing around looking for the best individual situation for them. So it's not necessarily about the team. It's about, well, what can I do to, to, to leverage myself, to give myself an opportunity to get a college scholarship or whatever it is that they desire at the next level. And so moms and dads and kids and uh, sometimes they're 707 coaches or their private trainers are always looking for the best deal. And it makes it really hard to live in that world because now if you have 60 kids on the team and you have a handful of those kids that are really talented, but they have kind of like that team around them that's moving and shaking and trying to maneuver, that impacts you. That impacts how you call the game because you're like, man, if, man, Johnny only has eight touches and you know Raheem has six and Scotty has five and, man, I don't want to get the phone call on Saturday. That's a lot to manage, George. And, you I mean, you've seen it like some of these top schools that have a lot of talent. 
Man, it doesn't matter. They're undefeated, but the parents are unhappy because they feel like their kid hasn't gotten enough shots. Oh, you, th- you think I don't it's, know? It's a lot. It's <laughs> my, a lot to deal with. My, you, you know where where my mm-hmm. my kid I goes do. to school. I do. I so didn't know, I didn't know if we wanted to name it on air. So that's why I was like, <laughs> you know what I mean, though. Yeah, it's, yes, it's, yes. It's, it's a challenge. It's a challenge. And what I've also learned because I didn't necessarily do this for my son. Hey, man, the squeaky. Will gets degrees. Yep, and that sure. goes against everything that I believe in. Everything that I believe in is about nonsense meritocracy. You got to work, this and that. Daddy's going to stay out of it. I've already lived my thing. But if you don't go and knock on those doors and say, hey, 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 my guy's not getting enough shine. I need more from him. Your kid would get left in the back. That's now, Bucky, you are 100% about that. And that's something that I had to learn and be okay with because it made me feel some kind of way at first. I was like, hold up, yeah. hold up. <laughs> you, you, you know, but, but then you know that another parent is over there doing the exact same thing and you're just sitting there like, whoa, <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. well, I guess I got to make a little bit of noise too. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. And it's really unfortunate because that's not the way it should be. It should be based on how you play on the field. So many other factors play in it. Absolutely. But you guys, up next, though, college football is making big changes here on Fox Sports. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. We're here on Fox Sports Sunday. Uh, Bucky Brooks is sitting in from a usual partner, Mr. Dan Beyer, but the seat's not warm and the takes are hot. Um, Bucky, the Pac-12 and the Big Ten and the ACC, they all have had meetings in the last week or two about forming some sort of alliance. And this is an alliance against the SEC. The SEC obviously poached Texas and Oklahoma from the Big 12. And now it's left all the other conferences saying, hold on. Instead of us acting like individual people and, you know, understanding that we coexist in in an ecosystem, all that. uh, The SEC was like, yeah, nah, we're trying to crush everybody. And now you have the other conferences saying, whoa, 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 hold up. We're not just going to allow that to happen, but form some sort of alliance against the SEC, which I actually like, Bucky. I think that this is great for football because I think that them being aligned with the common enemy actually means that they'll do that. They would actually do what's best for the group more than what's best for necessarily them individually. I mean, I understand that, but why are they going to take aim at the SEC? Because the SEC was able to get Texas and Oklahoma. I don't, I don't know if that's necessarily the SEC's fault that Texas and Oklahoma wanted to join that conference. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. That conference has been producing national champions. I mean, Auburn and LSU have come out of there. Obviously, the ACC has produced. Uh, Clemson has been the other team to challenge it. But, I mean, I, I just think – it's odd that they would pick the SEC to form an alliance against as opposed to, hey, let's see how we can make this system better where we all can benefit. The Big 12, I don't have any holes for the Big 12 because let's be honest, who wants to see the teams that are now left in the Big 12? Um, it, it, I mean, Only their fan bases and their families. That's it. I mean, that's it. No one is really trying to put those teams on the same deal. So 
I think if I'm one of those conferences, I'm looking to see who could I poach from the, the the carcass of the Big 12 to say, okay, they can elevate and upgrade what we have here. Kansas basketball certainly is good enough to elevate the, I mean, the Big 10, or maybe they could fit in the ACC because they have a good basketball squad or football or whatever that is. But forming an alliance against the SEC, I don't think that's the way to go. Why not, Bucky? Because the there were reports that the SEC was trying to poach Florida State and Clemson from the ACC. So if you don't form an alliance against them, they will they will eat you. I mean, aside from the, <laughs> I mean, ser- the seriously, aside the from up. the, huh? Yeah, they need the conference up. They're gonna take all the big. They can pick all the big teams. Exactly. So you, the conferences, in their own best interest, have to find a way to keep to to keep the SEC at bay because I think that sometimes people forget because there's been all this SEC talk is that the biggest, baddest conference around is the Big Ten in terms of money generated fan bases, all all of that stuff. And the and that they have a ton of leverage. But if I'm the Big Ten, I'm looking at this and I'm saying, okay, how can I strategically find a way to make us more money? That way, then none of our teams even get the bright idea about leaving, because if I were in this, quote unquote, alliance, what I would do is I would take all my non-conference games against SEC teams and cancel them all. And then I would play all my non-conference games. I would play 11 Power 5 games, all of them against Mm -hmm. the Big Ten and the ACC if I were the Pac-12 and and vice versa for all of them. That's going to give them an opportunity to make so much money in terms of uh, TV contracts because you're going to have natural rivalries that you would then have in the Rose Bowl as well or – um, and in other bowl games, and now you have the SEC that you would es- essentially have the college football playoff with the expansion if that happens as the SEC essentially versus the other three conferences and then the uh, A5 school, I'm sorry, and then the uh, group of five schools that are able to get into. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I understand exactly what you're talking about because what – we all would like to see is you want to see more games, more meaningful games throughout yes. the course of the season. And so let's take away those early game, early season contests where you're playing against a cupcake and we go out there and the score is 65 to 10. You paid them, you cut them to check so they could take tail kicking and then they're gone. I would like to see like more competitive games with the top teams playing throughout the year. I think the funny thing when you brought up that SEC was maybe targeting Clemson and Florida State. I think if I am, and this goes above the AD, but if I am a president or I'm somebody looking at that, if we go to the SEC, are we going to be able to win it? Like, that's the thing, because I'm winning the ACC every year. I'm in the conversation to win it every year, which gives me a chance to get into the playoff. If I go to the SEC, am I going to make it to the SEC title game? That's a, that's a tougher gauntlet. Well, sort of, right? I mean, I mean, assuming that the SEC goes to nine conference games, because I have been critical of the SEC, not in terms of how good their teams are, but that they get over that the the second tier of teams besides the 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 two, the one or two or occasionally three elite teams that are up there. I think the other teams get ranked extremely high because of a schedule 
manipulation in mm-hmm. that they only play eight conference games. So when you only play eight conference games, you know, Alabama, they haven't played Georgia in the regular season in good God. You, you know what I mean? Like it, it just doesn't happen. And then you only play the eight conference games and, and then, then you get three free wins with non-conference games. And then you get, because they schedule a bunch of nobodies cause they only play nine conference. They only play nine power five games. There's not, I, I, believe there's only one sec team i think georgia this year that plays uh 10 power five games and and if and if it's not them it's none of them so then you you have your eight conference games you have three non-competitive games so that's three and oh and then you have a power five game which some sometimes is good sometimes it's bad depending on how far out depending on how good the team is because teams go up and down so now you have those eight conference games, which they have 14 teams. So you're obviously not playing everybody. So you're playing schedule roulette. And then when they get to November and they schedule those November cupcakes, while the other conferences are playing teams within their conference that may be ranked in the 20s, you know, 13 versus 18, then they one of those teams has to lose. So then one of them falls out of top 25 and then SEC teams played against nobody. And then they move up to eight and two on the season instead of seven and three because they didn't play a good team. So they're eight and two. And then all of a sudden at the end of the season, you have, oh, on, on one weekend, you got 10 versus 12, eight versus is 16 and one versus three and you're like it's because of the schedule that has helped them Bucky I mean the schedule they certainly have pencil whipped the schedule a little bit to, to put them in favorable spots and it doesn't make sense that the SEC only plays eight in league games they should play nine conference games because yep. you get more of the meat of the schedule I would like to see um, I mean I'll be honest with you I kind of like the way it was during the pandemic year because you had to play everybody within your conference. Mm-hmm. To me if you're going to win the league, win the league. Yep. Like play the teams in the league even if there's some of those teams that aren't as good. Play everybody within the league. Maybe one, maybe two I would give you um non-conference, but I I want to see you dominate your conference. Like that's that's the whole deal. Can you walk the line and then if it came to the playoffs I would like the conference champions to automatically be yes. put in that mix. I I don't think like look I like twelve the idea of twelve teams, but I I think the simple way is that there are five power five conferences. Okay, five champions, three at large. Let's go play. Thank you. It doesn't. Oh it, my doesn't God, it doesn't Bucky. make it doesn't. It's not that hard for me. But Bucky, you could not be more on point. The only other thing that I would add to it is I would give an automatic berth to the highest ranked non-power five team. Like okay, so just six and two. So we go yeah. six and two, five power five, one group of five, and then two at large. Yeah. But, but, and the thing about the 12 team conference that people have just been totally ignoring is this, is that on the committee that came up with the 12 team conference, you had Bob Bowsley, the commissioner of the Big 12. Greg Sankey, the commissioner of the SEC, the um, the the uh, Swarbrick, the commissioner. Uh, I'm sorry, the AD at Notre Dame, and then the commissioner of the Mountain West. So those are the four guys who came up with the 12 team conference. Well, all while this was happening, the SEC was going behind. While while mm-hmm. two of those guys, the SEC and Big 12 commissioner, are working together to come up with a 12 team playoff, the SEC is going behind their back to to steal Texas and Oklahoma. 
Oklahoma, which then, of course, you're going to be in favor of a 12-team playoff and it, you don't necessarily care if conference champions get in because if you're the SEC, you're expanding with name brands. So now it's like, oh, wow, now we can get even more teams in. We're positioning ourselves to get four or five teams in the in the playoff every single year because of the way we do our schedules, our name brands, and all of that. And I just, if I were Bob Bowsley, the commissioner of the Big 12, I would be very unhappy with with uh, that this was going on behind my back while we're trying to come up with a new playoff expansion. Yeah, I mean, I think you certainly should be upset. Um, you're trying to put the playoff together and then, Lo and behold, we have two teams that are defected to another conference in the middle of all of these negotiations. There's something fishy about that. Uh, Yeah, so you should speak up and kind of squash that when you have an opportunity to squash it. Well, and yeah, well, that but that's part of the reason why the expansion has lost a lot of momentum is because the Big 12, the Pac-12 and all and the ACC are like, hold on, hold on, fam. Hold on, fam. And the Big Ten as well. They're like, I don't know. I can't trust it now. So I think that you may actually end up with a reworked expansion and it get pushed back now at this point. Yeah, I I think so, because right now, um they're at the car dealership, right? And everything is good. You got you you've agreed upon the quotes, but now they need to slide the paper over so you can see the the, the monthly payment and everything and what these commissioners are doing. Like, wait a minute. You told me one thing before, SEC. I don't know if I can trust you when you slide the paper over that the numbers going to be the numbers that you quoted <laughs> me. So I need hold on, I need a little more time. I need a little more time to read the fine print and see what I'm doing. And so I understand the pause, and I understand why it may be reworked in terms of the 12 team playoff. I just want to, I just want a deeper playoff pool, not necessarily because I'm growing tired of seeing the same four or five teams in it. I just would like to see different matchups before we get to the four or five teams. Yeah, and that's but Bucky, that's part of the reason why I hate 12 is that 12 gives buys to four teams. Yeah. And this is football. The more games you play, the more risk there is for something bad to mm-hmm. happen. Pe- people get hurt, all of that. And you've essentially you're you're clearing you're clearing the deck for those four teams to to have an easier path when I think that the actual answer is is to be more like college basketball mm-hmm. in that in that yes for for so long a one never defeated a 16 and a, and twos rarely defeat 15s but as they're like as we've seen on the high school level the difference between a the the gap between a three star prospect and a five star prospect is much smaller in twenty twenty one than it was in two thousand and one. Yeah, that's really small. I mean, it's just it's just a difference. Um, everything has changed, and so I understand it. I just can't wait till they finalize it because I'm be honest with you, I get bored doing bowl season because mm-hmm. I don't think anybody cares about that. When we were younger, the bowl games were were big. You know, when we were playing, we wanted the swag and the rings and all that other stuff. I don't know if today's kid really cares about all that. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I know you went to Oregon, so y'all are getting uniforms and sweats and J's all the time. Like, it's not like the bowl bowl bag that we were getting in North Carolina. And so I don't know if they are really impacted by that anymore. 
that's a that's a reasonable uh, prop proposition as well, Bucky. But I and I kind of agree with it as well. But uh, you guys, up next, we will be joined by Peter Bukowski, host of Locked On Packers podcast and writer over at SB Nation and Packer Report. You don't want to miss it. Up next here on Fox Sports Sunday, I'm George Reister. He's Bucky Brooks. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com/theshy to get a fifty percent discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July fourteenth. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. At Bed three six five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play—from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets when you bet just five dollars. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality potency and consistency scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality visit lazarusnaturals.com today lazarus naturals committed to improving your life as well as the world around you not available in idaho iowa or south dakota rain or shine every day is a great day for fishing right you got rain gear but you can't overlook sunny day gear a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie has you covered on the sunniest days. Like, literally. I mean, who wouldn't trade a sunburn for a trophy fish? But why do it if you don't have to? Especially when this Solar Stream Elite hoodie is built with broad spectrum UV protection. We're talking UPF 50, and it has airflow so you don't overheat. And what's the alternative? Putting down the rod every half hour so you can slather on some sunscreen. Seems like an easy choice to me. Columbia PFG has you covered with their Castback TC shoe. Its OmniMax cushioning and traction system helps if you're on your feet a lot, say, fighting a fish. Not to mention keeping you sure-footed on a wet, rocking boat. So if you're going to be spending long days out on the water, and I sincerely hope that you will be, head over to Columbia.com PFG and shop all their performance fishing gear. We're living off the wall here on Fox Sports Sunday. Uh, mm. Now we are joined by Peter. B- well, we will be joined in a few minutes by Peter Bukowski, host of Locked On Packers podcast. But but Bucky, I wanted to ask about the Packers in, in general. You know, this is Aaron Rodgers, his season to run it back. What seemingly looks like the last season and, you know, we we know this ahead of time. Is this a good idea to you, or do you think the Packers should have just found a way to get him dealt? No, they shouldn't dealt with him. I, th- I think what the Packers need to do is hold firm. I don't like the fact that they acquiesce a little bit to his demands. Just from a semantic standpoint, they really didn't cave in and give him anything. Because when you really think about what Aaron Rodgers was um, – arguing for like he he wanted power he wanted the guy fired he wanted to have more control and those things but 
did he really get those things? Did he really walk away with those things? Not really. I mean, he he got Randall Cobb. Yay. That's <laughs> it. I mean, that's that's it. I did my own Kawhi drop. Like, that's that's it. Like, I mean, he didn't do – he didn't get anything out of it. He never had leverage. So, to me, it's been a long soap opera-like annoyance between number 12 and the team, and nothing really changed. Yep. All right, and now we're joined by Peter Bukowski. Like I told you, house host of the Locked On Packers podcast and writer over at SB Nation. Peter, thanks for coming on Fox Sports Sunday. Good to be with you guys. All right, so Bucky just made a point. He said, what actually changed with the Packers and Aaron Rodgers after the entire soap opera that we saw this summer? Uh, Aaron's hair got a lot longer. I know that. That's that's a big change. Um, but but beyond that, I mean, I think you're right. Uh, what what institutionally changed? Well, we don't we don't have any evidence to suggest that that the Packers are going to operate any differently than they have in years past. Um, outside of the Randall Cobb situation, and if if Rodgers is not on the team next year, like, let's say they don't win the Super Bowl. Uh, is he going to be back? It seems like the answer to that is probably not. And so if he wants more say in free agency, well, they can't show him that if he's not going to be back. So it's just sort of like, then, then what was all of this for other than to prove a point? And maybe that's enough. Maybe if you're Aaron Rodgers, that's enough to just say, look, this is, this is messed up. This is not right. And, and you're going to hear about it. And, you know, if, if that's the only point that he, that he proves in all of this and he gets to, you know, have a last dance with Devontae Adams and Randall Cobb and David Bakhtiari and his boys, maybe that's enough for him. You know, it's interesting um, following the story along just because Green Bay and the fans and you just know how much team was always emphasized in Green Bay going all the way back to the Lombardi days. What are the fans' perception of Aaron Rodgers now? Because I know it's one thing to say, oh, we want to win a Super Bowl, we need Aaron Rodgers, but can you win a Super Bowl with a bad quote-unquote teammate that's the leader of the team. Whew. Um, how much time do you guys have? Um, <laughs> so this is one of those interesting things that, that I have tried to gauge over the last couple months. Um, I know Ty Dunn has written about it over at, at go long um, uh, his, uh, his personal platform uh, where he's had done a lot of good reporting, talking to guys in that locker room and publicly you're hearing all the right things, right? That the players are supportive of him. And that, you know, once, once he's there, um, you know, they know he's all in. And that may be, that may be true. That may be all well and good. Um, but what happens if in October they're, they're three and five? Then do we get a Kevin Durant, Draymond Green situation where you, you have someone on the team going, hey, we know you're leaving. And, you know, not to say Rodgers would knuckle under by any stretch of the imagination, but adversity tends to reveal – some, some things that if you do have these problems, um, they're going to come to the surface. So, if, you know, if they go 13 and four or whatever this season, I, I can't do the 17 games. It's just really messing with me, guys. I have to be honest. <laughs> um, the, it, then, you know, there's probably not a problem. I think everyone on that roster knows that their best chance to win the Super Bowl is with Aaron Rodgers and not Jordan Love or, or you know, Derek Carr or something like that. It's Aaron Rodgers. And so from that standpoint, everyone knows the score there. But I do think there, there could be some, there, some room for questions on, hey, look, if things aren't going great, 
and and Rogers is making comments, as, as we know that he has a history of making, whether it's publicly or privately. Uh, is is the team going to be able to stay together and overcome some of that adversity? I, I do think that's a reasonable question to, to ask. And and you know, Bucky, you're not the only the only former player making those kinds of statements. And and that to me uh, stands out because you know you, you've been in those locker rooms to say, hey, like, players know the deal. They they know who's all in and who's not. And and when stuff starts to go sideways, you have to be playing for the guy next to you. Uh, every snap or bad stuff happens. I agree with that. My 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 only question to that, uh, Peter, is that last year, according to Adam Kaplan, that he went to another team during a timeout and was like, "Get get me out of here." So. If they were successful last year and it clearly had to be an open secret, right, that he wasn't happy and all of that, then I just assume that they will that they'll be fine this year because he was disgruntled last year and he won the MVP. So why not again? (laughs) So here is my understanding of the difference, because I have asked some people about this. You know, there was there was multiple reports this offseason that Rogers was telling guys I'm not going to be back. And, um, you know, this, this anecdote about telling someone to come get me and all that kind of stuff. Um, 12 likes to talk. And sometimes it's real and sometimes it's not. And so I, I think a lot of players dismiss some of the things that were said as just talk. Just, just Rogers being Rogers. Um, and now that we've, we've had the offseason that we've had, I don't think you can dismiss it. You can't blow it off. Um, and so, you know, it, it's it's one thing, you know, if the person that you're dating makes a joke about uh, an attractive person that they see, it's one thing to do it when, when everything is good. Okay, now uh, we had a, a major issue and someone cheated. Now, now you make those comments? It hits a little bit differently, doesn't it? It certainly does. It does hit different. And the thing to, to me that hits different, about Aaron Rodgers in this thing is you would think that given how he has publicly talked about the Brett Favre situation and how it was so horrendous and horrible for him in a passive aggressive way, he's kind of taking Jordan Love through the same thing, right? Because no matter what yeah. Jordan Love does, he can't live up to the shadow of number 12. And so we got a chance to see Jordan Love last night by all accounts what are Packers fans saying or feeling about Jordan Love now that we finally saw him perform? The, the great thing about this now is um, the, the you know, OTAs with Jordan Love when there's no Aaron Rodgers. I mean, every tweet from a beat writer is just dissected like it's the Zapruder film. And we've got, we've got like this, this deep analyzation of every single snap and throw now you can just go out there and let the kid play because we know at least this year he's just going to watch and he's just going to learn. And we're hearing all the right things. Aaron Rodgers, you know, Luke Getty, the quarterback's coach, spoke about it today. Every time Jordan Love is coming off the field, Aaron Rodgers is saying, hey, think about this. It, not, not big stuff, just like, hey, watch your footwork on this. Or just like, it, it, it's little stuff apparently, but, but uh, Rodgers has um, been very different in terms of the way that he's actually treated Jordan Love compared to the way that, that Favre and, and Rodgers interacted. Now, um, Jordan Love has not, that we know of, 
said, hey, grandpa, to, to Aaron Rodgers, the way that Rodgers apparently did um, <laughs> in Jeff Perlman's book, Gunslinger. So, you know, that, that relationship is, is seemingly very different. Jordan is, is very deferential um, to Aaron Rodgers. Uh, fans are really excited about Jordan Love. And th- that was true when all this stuff was going down. I think there are a lot of fans who initially, when, when Adam Schefter reported what he reported, you know, reacted in, in very um, strong defense of, of Rodgers going, yeah, look, the team has not done enough and Rodgers has every right to be angry, et cetera, et cetera. But the longer this dragged on, the more you heard from Packers fans going, I'm just ready for Jordan Love. If, if Rodgers doesn't want to be here, if he's not going to be all in, then, then we're ready for Jordan Love. And, and I think that's a sentiment that a lot of people were feeling. I think this was the most um, anticipated preseason game by a Packers player since Aaron Rodgers' preseason debut. And if you go back and, and look at the numbers, and, and Rodgers admitted it, he, he played bad his first preseason game. It was bad. And Jordan Love played, played a much cleaner game, um, a much better game, and I think he showed some of that, that promise as a, as a first-round quarterback. How, how much do you think that Jordan Love and his representation are going to be willing to – let him sit another season, especially with the unsurety of Aaron Rodgers' contract and him coming coming back. I know Aaron Rodgers sat for three for three years, but you know this is a different day and age with first round draft picks. Do you think that they're mm-hmm. going to be asking to make a move prior to the season being over? Who? Um, no, and 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 here's why. Um, they may not have, they might not have to wait much longer past this season to have clarity on the future. Um, we're going to know pretty soon after the season, if Aaron Rodgers is going to be with green Bay, and if he's going to be with green Bay, he is not going to play on the current cap number that he counts against the Packers in 2022. It's, it's 46 million plus. I think it's almost 47 million. Um, it, it's just not tenable for him to play on that number. And so the option in the off season are, twofold. Uh, you either extend Aaron Rodgers and he is your quarterback for the foreseeable future, three years, whatever it is, or he gets dealt. And if you're extending Aaron Rodgers, then, then you trade Jordan Love, whether it's now or a year from now. Um, that, that it just doesn't make sense to carry Jordan Love. It doesn't make sense to let him languish on the bench. And it makes sense to see what you can get for him now when he still has years on his rookie deal. His, he will never be more valuable than he is after this season when we get to see him in the preseason. If he has two more games the way that, that we saw of, of that, that first game, um, maybe you know get some more opportunities with some, some closer to starting caliber offensive linemen. Maybe uh, we see some, some different receivers out there. Maybe he has a, a really good game or two and he gets the, the Matt Hasselbeck or the Matt Schaub uh, deal. Uh, and, and the Packers are able to get something of value for him. This is not going to be a situation where every offseason we have to make this sort of like, okay, well, what's the future now? No, the, the deadline is next spring. We will yeah. know by, by March the future of the quarterback position in Green Bay. Well, that's good news for Jordan Love, at least, that he will have some clarity. You guys, he's Peter Bukowski, host of Locked On Packers podcast and writer over at SB Nation and Packer Report. Peter, thanks for coming on the show. Anytime, guys. Appreciate it. All right, thanks. You guys, up next, even though Dan Beyer is gone, 
uh, the show does not stop. Easy as one, two, three, four. Up next here on Fox Sports Sunday, I'm George Reister with Bucky Brooks. Oh, but first we have to go to Mr. David Gascon. What's trending, sir? Man, week in and week out, you're forgetting all about me, George. Forget hey, about man, me since hey, the middle of June. Listen, listen. Sheesh. Last last hour, you were talking trash to me, so you nah, know, just, innocent, innocent, quote unquote, innocent mistake. You know what? It wasn't trash talking. It was more of like a, an inquiry, like a, a, a tactful. A demand. It was yeah. a demand letter. It was more of an it was a, a, dem- it was a demand letter for the gift card from Mastro. Well, I mean, so he still didn't know, send me his. Yes, you know he still what, didn't uh, send me his. Cash App or his Venmo or anything you know, or his uh, PayPal. You want he to, didn't send it. He wants B- to, Bucky. He's he wants, trying to do me. No, he, wants, he just wants to be able to talk about this. I'm telling you. He wants. He wants it up front. He doesn't want it post because he may not be able to find you on a Saturday night when it's late. That's exactly it. Yeah. That's no, okay. So I'm just gonna send it, send it to him. No problem. He, he's nah. like, hey, I'm, I'm waiting for George so we can pay the meal, babe. You know. So he, he needs the money up front. You know, I mean, I you might say it's a demand, Bucky. I would call it an invoice. <laughs> <laughs> just, George, I'm, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm looking for that that wisdom there. You are that light, man. You're the lighthouse. So, uh, how about this, fellas? I know we talked a lot of National Football League today, but uh, Major League Baseball, Fernando Tatis has returned to the diamond for the Padres. He's got two home runs. Uh, San Diego leading in the desert right now. 4-2 is the score. Angels 2-1 over the Astros right now. San Francisco is 33 games over 500, and they lead Colorado right now 5-2. That's the bottom half of the seventh inning from the Bay Area. Yankees win in Chicago against the White Sox. Reds do as well in Philadelphia. Dodgers and Mets from Queens. That is the nightcap at 7 o'clock Eastern. As far as that one preseason game, Colts and Panthers, Indy wins at 21-18. Jacob Eason was 15-21 for 183 yards in the affair, was sacked three times, in fact, lost a fumble as well. P.J. Walker for Carolina, 10-21, 161, and a touchdown of his own. Bucky, when does uh, when your troops get underway? When does uh... We had a scrimmage last Thursday. It kicks off. Friday. Oh my! Friday, mm-hmm. seven o'clock. Us too. Week zero, huh? Mm-hmm. Week I'm zero, excited. Right we got Jay Sarah this week. Mm. All right, wait, you got Sierra Canyon? Yes. Oh, I'll be calling that game on Friday night. Oh, hey, be careful, oh, George. Oh boy, George. Be careful, George. He's going to what? Like, hey, he probably won't. Yeah, he probably I will, you what? I will you, make sure you, you will not be able to keep me from paying you then, buddy. I'm oh, walking right in the booth, man. You will. You will be at Pierce College. I know exactly where you where you will be at, sir. Wow. You will not be able to avoid me. Might be talking about some wager that was not paid back in June on that call. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, that'll be fun. Interesting. All right. Cool. Cool. Well, best of luck to both of you guys uh, on a brand new season for the uh, for the youngins. Yeah, All right. So well, fun. thank you, you guys. He is Mr. David Gascon. Uh, but we know what time it is now. We Dan Byer is gone, but we are still playing easy as one, two, three, four. That's right, George. I'm going to go ahead and lead this one. So uh, my name is Ryan Bershinger. I'm the producer of this show, and we've got George Reister and Bucky Brooks both being put in the square today. Now, easy as one, two, three, four is very simple. I'm going to give these guys a few questions. I'll have them name one of two and then name two of three and so on and so forth. Mm, okay. So uh, how, how we're going to do this is typically it's just George, but Bucky, you're going to work with him and George, you're going to submit the final answers after consulting okay. with Bucky. And uh, you have both technical director Don Brown and our update anchor David Gascon available as lifelines that you can use for mm. one question at any point. Wow. 
Oh, okay. we're not we're not using Dave, David Gascon. Okay. I don't trust him right now. <laughs> All right. Well, first off, so we have uh, the official uh, coaches poll has come out, and of course Alabama is the preseason number one. Mm-hmm. So name one of the last two teams to be number one in both the coaches poll and AP top twenty-five. That is not either Alabama or Clemson. Hmm. Mm. Bucky, initially, I'm thinking like Florida State or, oh man. Can we get Ohio, I'm thinking Ohio State? Florida, maybe? I'm thinking, yes. It, uh, now, Ohio State hasn't been number one in quite some time. Where, where, where are you leaning toward? Initially, Bucky. Well, I mean, like the, when you said the Florida, Florida State, and I'm like, man, way back, Jameis, Jameis era. I don't know, but what about when Ohio State didn't Ohio State win like 20, 25 in a row with Urban when he came and took over? They weren't number one after that. Yes. Okay. So maybe. Okay. So not Clemson, not Alabama. Do you realize how far back I think that we have to go? I think you are very reasonable, Bucky, with Ohio State. So I'm going to go with Ohio State final answer. All right. Show me Ohio State. That's right. Yes. (laughs) Ohio State was number one in both the polls in 2015 in the preseason. And yes, Florida State was the other one in 2014. Yes. Oh, okay. See? See, we two two heads working together (laughs) works out well. Perfect, perfect. All right, and now that we've got the NFL preseason underway, that means for me, what I'm most excited about is it is fantasy football time. We're getting mock drafts in. It is draft season. So I want you guys to name two of the top three scoring fantasy defense and special teams last season. So full team defenses Mm. in scoring. And we're doing weeks one through 17. So week 17 Mm. counts for their their point total. Two of the top three Mm. team scoring fantasy defenses. Mm. Okay, so. Has has to be a lot of takeaways. Yeah, I am going to, I want to say the Rams and I know the Steelers had a ton of sacks. Mm. So I'm thinking those two, Bucky. I mean, I'm right there with you because I'm trying to think of who was at the top last year. And those were the teams because the Rams finished number one in total defense and scoring defense. Uh, the Steelers had a ton of sacks. I think they led the league in sacks. I can't remember what their takeaway totals were. Let's go with those well, two. I'm, I mean, how many did we pick? Two or three? Two, we, we have to get two of the top three. Mm. And Minka Fitzpatrick had a bunch of picks, too. Yeah. So I'm, I think that that's fair. I think that's re- reasonable. Uh, so final answer, the Rams and the Steelers. All right. Show me the Rams. That's right. Number one. Yes, when you include Week 17, the Rams were number one. They were actually number four if you don't include Week 17. Ooh. And show me the Steelers. Yes, number two is the Steelers. And number three is the Colts. Again, if yeah, you don't, I knew in, the Colts were up if, there. Okay. if you don't include Week 17, the Dolphins actually would be number two, but they're number four instead when you include Week 17. Mm-hmm. So we'll Ooh, get to see, uh, the rest of this game. The devil's in the details. That's right. That's right. Uh, so we'll continue the rest of this game on the other side of the break, George. Yes, we will. Easy as one, two, three, four continues next here on Fox Sports Sunday. I'm George Reister with Bucky Brooks. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn. Alliances will shift. 
and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality potency and consistency scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality visit lazarusnaturals.com today lazarus naturals committed to improving your life as well as the world around you not available in idaho iowa or south dakota rain or shine every day is a great day for fishing right you got rain gear but you can't overlook sunny day gear a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie has you covered on the sunniest days. Like, literally. I mean, who wouldn't trade a sunburn for a trophy fish? But why do it if you don't have to? Especially when this Solar Stream Elite hoodie is built with broad spectrum UV protection. We're talking UPF 50, and it has airflow so you don't overheat. And what's the alternative? Putting down the rod every half hour so you can slather on some sunscreen. Seems like an easy choice to me. Columbia PFG has you covered with their Castback TC shoe. Its OmniMax cushioning and traction system helps if you're on your feet a lot, say, fighting a fish. Not to mention keeping you sure-footed on a wet, rocking boat. So if you're going to be spending long days out on the water, and I sincerely hope that you will be, head over to Columbia.com PFG and shop all their performance fishing gear. We back on Fox Sports Sunday. I'm George Reister. He's Bucky Brooks, and we are in the middle of playing easy as one, two, three, four. It is the game that uh, today our producer Ryan is hosting, but me and Bucky are answering the questions. We're in the hot seat, and we don't have to give all of the right answers. We just have to give some of the right answers, and right now we are, what, three for three right now, so hopefully we can get a perfect score at the end. Ryan, where are we at right now? All right, so I, I think you guys are going to get the last question, so I'm going to give you a bit of a challenge on this one. So, obviously, this week we had the Field of Dreams game in Major League Baseball. It's a huge deal. The Field of Dreams film came out in the year 1989. Mm -hmm. Since the year 1989, there have been four players elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame that played at least five seasons for the Chicago White Sox since 1989. Can you name three of those four players? Uh, Okay. Harold Baines will be one. Uh, Okay. Frank Thomas would be a second. Mm. Now I'm, I'm, I might have tapped out. I might have. I might have. I might have peaked too soon. Okay, so you are. Uh, that is a good guess. So 
you know who just got got in and the only reason why I remember this is because I was talking about it because it was controversial because I was talking about Barry Bonds and uh, Roger Clemens not being in and this guy actually admitted to taking some 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 substances on the field and that is Harold Baines and um, uh, so Harold Baines and I think when did Carlton Fisk go in? I know he's in, but I can't remember when he was inducted. Okay. All right. So let's try that. Uh, Let's try Tim Raines, Harold Harold Baines, Frank Thomas, and uh, Carlton Fisk. All right. Show me Frank Thomas. That's right. Yes, Frank Thomas inducted in 2014. Show me Harold Baines. That's right, and by the Veterans Committee in 2019, Harold Baines. And show me Tim Raines. That's right, yes, in 2017, he was elected. And for good measure, show me Carlton Fisk. You got all four, you didn't need good to. Good lord. Carlton Fisk was elected in 2000. Oh, wow, hey. 2000, okay. Hey, man, this is easy, easy work with a partner <laughs> like, like, like Bucky. Bucky, I'm usually answering these questions all by myself. <laughs> That's... That's a lot, though. It's a lot. It's a lot of pressure. Actually. Yeah, I, I would have only gotten. Well, actually, actually, I would have forgotten Harold Baines, and I know that that's like sacrilegious, but yeah, but I would have gotten Frank Thomas, Tim Raines, and Carlton Fisk all by my all by myself. So I wouldn't have gotten a perfect score today, Bucky. That's okay. Beautiful. You got it. it all counts. And for anyone, if anyone's listening and, and keeping track, yes, Goose Gossage was elected in 2008, but he played prior to 89 with the White Sox. Anyway, we'll get to our final one here. Name four of six. Now, the Baltimore Ravens uh, have won 18 straight preseason games. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Whoop them. <laughs> that's right. Keep whooping them. Um, so, six different Heisman Trophy winners have played for the Baltimore Ravens. Name four of those six. Mm. Here we go. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Are we talking Baltimore Ravens alone or just, or like, does this include like uh, Indianapolis Colts? I mean, I'm sorry, Cleveland, Cleveland Brown history as it relates to the Baltimore Ravens. I, I believe we'll just go Ravens alone because all of them did play specifically for the Baltimore Ravens. I'll give you that. All right. Okay. I'm good. I got Mark Ingram. Yeah. RG3. Yeah. Um number 8. Oh, L- Lamar Jackson, Jeez Louise. That's easy work and who else? Hmm. Ravens. Is it is Heisman it like Trophy. Troy, Troy Smith? Oh yeah! Look at you. I didn't remember who who he played for. No, he played for Baltimore. All right, all right, cool. Those are the four answers: Troy Smith, Mark Ingram, Robert Griffith, and Lamar Jackson. I damn near forgot Lamar Jackson. (laughs) That's right. So show me Lamar Jackson. Show me Mark Ingram. Show me RG three. And yes, show me Troy Smith. That's right. That's a perfect ten. And for good measure, those last two. Uh, Ricky Williams played his final season in the NFL oh, with the Ravens. Oh, wow, that's right. And Vinny Testaverde. 
Oh, oh my God. <laughs> well, you guys, I hope you guys enjoyed Easy as One, Two, Three, Four and got some good trivia knowledge that you can beat your friends over the head with as well. You guys, up next, the Jaguars. What's going on there? Is Urban Meyer doing the right things or losing the team? Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Yeah, rolling into hour three. Um, Bucky, Urban Meyer is in his first season with the Jacksonville Jaguars as the head coach. And I said a few months ago that he was already two strikes down. First thing <laughs> when they, dude, first thing when they hired the strength and conditioning coach from Iowa, he thought that he was just going to be like, I vetted the guy and that that was just going to play in in the locker room because he is used to being a college football coach who is the judge, jury, and executioner for of all things. But it don't work like that in the NFL. The players have a lot more say-so. And then he went and signed Tim Tebow, which which it, it just was like, okay, so you're trying to make the young the roster younger. You're trying to so why are you you know, you look at him like a son. This is clearly nepotism. And yes, you're gonna make him compete, all of those sorts of things, but why are you signing a you know 33, 34-year-old guy when who hasn't played the position, but you're trying to get better when it takes a couple years to even figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. He's, he's past his physical prime, all of these things, but all right. All right. Urban, whatever that, that strike two though. Um, but now they just released, I'm sorry. They, they just traded Joe Schobert, their starting middle linebacker to the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are going to start him. He's already taken first-team reps. He's a good middle linebacker. And they traded him for essentially a bag of peanuts. They traded him for a six-round pick. And I'm like, how does this make sense, Bucky? And is he leading the path to destruction? (laughs) I don't think he's leading the path to destruction. What I would tell you is, with Urban, and what happened with Joe Schobert is they had a guy who came over, Damian Wilson, from the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, those two guys were engaged in a battle. They felt like Damian Wilson had an outstanding training camp, so they were ready to hand the job to Damian Wilson. At that point, you move on from Showbury, trade him for what you can get, and you kind of wipe your hands, you know, free from him. Um, in regards to the Tim Tebow thing, look, man, I think all of us have been in situations where someone has done us a solid based on a previous relationship. When I look at yeah. what Tim Tebow was able to do, I mean, it, I mean – Look, I mean, this this is the guy who's probably the greatest player that Urban ever coached during his time at Florida for him. Won a Heisman Trophy, won two national titles with him. He was going to give him an opportunity to earn his way as a tight end. Now, that's it. He didn't play any snaps on special teams last night. He played 16 plays, no special team snaps, didn't catch any passes, had the block that went viral. I mean. Wait, he didn't play any special teams reps? No, no special teams reps. None. Oh, my God. It, dude, if you are not the starting t- – for anybody who understands, like, th- that way how rosters are constructed, if you are not a starter, 
And like you are like 99% of the time you have to play special teams. Would you would you agree with that Bucky? I absolutely agree with that. Yes. And and even if you are a starter, particularly on defense or you play um like yeah, if you're a starter but mm-hmm. you're on defense, even then sometimes you still have to play special teams and and even starters at like tight end um fullback linebacker safety cornerback like all the wide receiver backup running back they all either start on special teams or are in the too deep on special teams depth mm-hmm. charts i mean that's a part of it and so there are a couple of things that work against tim tebow in this situation okay so um tebow's 33 34 years old he's never really been a true special teams player He's the third, fourth, fifth tight end, which means you have to have a key role, not only as a tight end, but somewhere on offense, you have to have a specialty. You have to have a superpower, whether that is your blocking ability, your ability to run routes, catch passes, something. There's something that has to stand out where you're like, oh, okay, we will wait on him to develop this skill, but while we're doing that, we'll put him on special teams. He doesn't offer any of that. And when you look at him compared to the other tight ends that are there, and he looks small. He looks yep. so small compared to Chris Mannerts and O'Shaughnessy and Luke Farrell and some of the other guys that they have in camp. They, those guys are six five, six six, like post up players. And then old, you know, Tim comes in there six two and a half, six three. It just, it just doesn't look right. And so I know they're trying to give him every opportunity because I'm gonna tell you, George, he's a fan favorite. They absolutely love him down in Duval County, but. I don't know. It's going to be tough on them. It's going to be tough on them to make the squad. But practice squad is always an option. But it's going to be tough to make the squad. But why would you put a 34-year-old? He'll be 34 this season. Mm-hmm. Why would you put a th- why would you waste a a practice squad number on a guy who is old by NFL standards when when he's first starting? I mean, this isn't like when when Brian Banks uh, got it get, got out of jail and was proven <laughs> innocent. When when like you you know where people the Falcons and other teams wanted to give him a chance because they knew he had been wronged. This isn't that case. Like, what what is the use of using a roster spot, or even even on practice squad on Tim Tebow? Because it doesn't cost you anything. You have six spots where you can go with un- unlimited experienced players. He's a fan favorite. The jersey just flies out of the stores. The 85 Jaguars jersey. Local kid, all that other stuff. That is why. That's why I'm not going to be surprised when he shows up and he's, he's, on, he's on the practice squad. I don't think he can make the final roster, but he'll certainly hang around long enough as a practice squatter that he will eventually get in the field. And he's he's gonna he's gonna make some happen. Good, bad, and different. <laughs> so, dude, after after that block last last night. Hey, I saw, I saw you coming. I think you commented on 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 Twitter about Tebow and the uh that that roll block or whatever. He just kinda lost his footing, got out of sorts, but he almost sprung to, he almost had the running back shoot free yeah. for a touchdown. What and, and people were upset with uh, me. I was like, as ugly and hilarious as this quote unquote block is by Tim Tebow, he did get the job done, but this is a block that works in the preseason and it won't work on Sunday. I mean, I, you don't think that block would have been effective against Jadevian Clown or your Miles Garrett? <laughs> 
Dude, they would have they would have killed the running back in the back. They would have knocked him over and then killed the running back. I dude, I remember when we were playing against the Jets. I was playing against the Jets, and um John Abraham was with Mm. the Jets. And this isn't even Atlanta John Abraham. This is like older John Abraham. And Mm. he was going against one of the other tight ends. He literally blew up the tight end, killed Greg Jones, who was coming at fullback because he obviously wasn't expecting him to be there, ran Greg over, and then tackled Fred in the backfield. It, it was <laughs> it, it was an incredible play. And, you know, like, these are the people that you're playing against. These are <laughs> – <laughs> like there's there's no freebies on Sundays like that that that's a good Saturday night block that's not a good Sunday block though <laughs> I mean I mean there's a little shield block a little little body blow he, he actually hit his own man harder than when he was getting up than he actually did uh, the the defender who now that this clip is going viral he didn't do a great job so you know his job is in jeopardy because of Tim Tebow now I mean Tim, Tim Tebow is creating a bit of a conundrum when you're trying to figure out and count the numbers and what are we going to do with the tight end position because if you hold on to him as we talked about his inability to be on special teams he shrinks the numbers your game day actives it changes and, you know, one player changes a lot when it comes to how you line up on special teams. If we go out yep. there and call point, punt team and, George, all of a sudden you're down, well, now that changes what we want to do. Uh, yep. Who are we going to put up? Can we put a linebacker in this spot? If the linebacker's up, what if he gets an ankle? Do we have anybody else to take care of this? It's a lot. I would yep. say that I would be on 10 to be like, hey, man, hey, 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 you, you're going to have to find a way to be a contributor on teams you have to there is no other choice this is the way rosters are built and and tim's not immune from uh that and i'm gonna tell you this will be strike four on urban meyer if tim strike four yes strike four if i I already gave him one strike for signing tim 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 tebow in terms of the locker room but if he makes this team like the actual 53 it's already going to be bad enough if they put him on the practice squad. But if he makes the 53 and he's not starting on multiple special teams, because he's obviously not going to be the starting tight end, but and he's not playing on multiple special teams, dude, he will lose the locker room. I'm telling you, as good as a college coach as, as he's been, like that doesn't translate into NFL success. We saw what happened with Nick Saban. We saw what happened with, uh, with Pete Carroll the first time around. We saw what – I mean, we've seen so many college coaches not be able to translate into the league, and Urban Meyer will, will join that list if Tim Tebow makes this team. I'm telling you. I mean, well, he's going to be there now. The jersey's hot. I, if I had known, known you, you didn't like it so much, I would I would get you that 85. Wait, what number did you wear down there? 87. Oh, yeah, we can get you that 85 with a little T-bone on your back. Man, listen, listen. I, I'll send what? it to him. I will ask him to sign it, and then I'll, I'll 
give it away at my, my charity event. <laughs> because no, no, I'm serious. Because because some somebody would 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 want it. I'm not gonna throw it in the trash. It can be useful. Somebody will be happy to have it. It'll be a good auction item. <laughs> good auction item. <laughs> good auction. So. I think that Urban Meyer is putting, I mean, his his future is not in je- jeopardy. He's a $100 million coach already who's going into the college football Hall of Fame, clearly. But I've been judging him, honestly, Bucky, since he left Florida, right? Mm-hmm. So he left Florida uh, under some uh, circumstances where there were some allegations of stuff going on with players and him not handling it and all that. Then he goes to... Oh, Ohio State, right? He leaves Ohio State after that that year. And I'm not saying that Urban didn't have any health problems in Florida or didn't have any health problems in Ohio State. But but remember when Zach Smith, his assistant coach, um, because Urban got up at Big Ten Media Day and lied. And I'm sitting there like, OK, hold up. And then when they did the investigation, they came out and said in the report that Urban Meyer, that his medication, you know, messed with his memory and all this kind of kind of stuff and all this. And I'm sitting there like, OK. Now he's supposed to go to the Jaguars. Did did he have some sort of miracle that like fixed his mm-hmm. his his medical conditions? Because my whole thing was if you're taking medication that affects your memory and your judgment and all this kind of stuff, how can you be a good lead? How can you coach a football team? So unless he had some sort of miracle, it, it, he either was full of it then or he's not fit to be a coach now. I mean, I think he has to learn how to manage his intensity. And talking to him, he talked about needing to manage the intensity. He can't be the wild man that he once was. He can be intense, but he just has to monitor it, make sure he stays out the sun because, you know, it's hot down there. We've been on training camp down in Jacksonville. You know how it gets. And so he just has to manage that. But it's going to be tough now because no one likes to eat a whole lot of L's, particularly when you haven't lost a lot. Mm-hmm. It eats at you from inside out. And this is a team that was 1-15 a season ago, and so he's trying to flip the culture and all those other things. But I'll say this, George, and talking to a bunch of players down there, he did a great job of making sure that the team is young. Because mm-hmm. they're young, they don't know any better. If you can imagine you coming out of Oregon, oh, God, yes. coming out of Oregon, if I told you, hey, man, we're going to get here, we're going to get at 7 o'clock, we're going to do all this stuff, and we're going to run and we're going to practice on the field for three hours, <laughs> you don't know any better. Because yep. that's what you did in college. Now, if it's the George... And entering his sixth year, coming from another team, and we're like, "Hey, man, we got this little three-hour practice. Then we got to walk through pre and post." He was like, "Oh, no, 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 what? That you wouldn't, you wouldn't be that." But I will say what they have done and what you would love about it down there because you know the stadium, George. They have every conceivable thing. It's like a spa in the wellness room. They have cryo chambers. They have an infrared bed. What? They have um. It was something else that they were they were telling me that they have for the players where you just sit in there for like 15 minutes and it brings you back. They have like every smoothie and supplement station that you can want. And the thing is, oh, the weight room is also open 24 hours. I was like, why is the weight room open 24 hours? Hey, whenever you want to get a pump, you can come in here and get a pump. Okay, I am now un. I one one in the plus column. So now instead of three three strikes, he's got two strikes. 
Because if you're taking care of the players on that so level. That's, so that's what he said. So here's what he said. He says, A, give the players the best so they can give us their best. So anything and everything. So if say you have a personal trainer that is like your wide receiver guy, right, to help you run routes. If, he, if you feel like that guy is that good, he's going to try and hire that guy to have him in the building because he doesn't think it makes sense for players to be paying for extra training when they should be able to come in the facility and get it for free. That's his entire deal. You shouldn't be paying for massages. You shouldn't pay for any of the extra stuff to get you going. So we're going to provide all of that here so you're always around and you don't have any excuse to want to go anywhere else. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Plus one for Urban Meyer. Um, All right, you guys. Up next here on Fox Sports Sunday, the big three. The real big three in the NBA. Who is it? We'll answer that question up next here on Fox Sports Sunday. I am George Reister with Bucky Brooks. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the south side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn. Alliances will shift and danger lies around every corner leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality potency and consistency scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality visit lazarusnaturals.com today lazarus naturals committed to improving your life as well as the world around you not available in idaho iowa or south dakota rain or shine every day is a great day for fishing right you got rain gear but you can't overlook sunny day gear a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie has you covered on the sunniest days. Like literally. I mean, who wouldn't trade a sunburn for a trophy fish? But why do it if you don't have to? Especially when this Solar Stream Elite hoodie is built with broad spectrum UV protection. We're talking UPF 50, and it has airflow so you don't overheat. And what's the alternative? Putting down the rod every half hour so you can slather on some sunscreen. Seems like an easy choice to me. Columbia PFG has you covered with their Castback TC shoe. Its OmniMax cushioning and traction system helps if you're on your feet a lot, say, fighting a fish. Not to mention keeping you sure-footed on a wet, rocking boat. So if you're going to be spending long days out on the water, and I sincerely hope that you will be, head over to Columbia.com PFG and shop all their performance fishing gear. So... I was reading an article on Yahoo Sports, and it was titled LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Russell Westbrook, third best big three in the NBA. And I was like, wait, what? Are you kidding me? 
And uh, but the two that they put above them were Giannis, Chris Middleton, and Drew Holiday, which is not even a big three, but whatever. And uh, and also number one, Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving, who we have seen them play together about as many times as we've seen Russell Westbrook, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis play together, which is zero times for them. But we've seen those three play together under ten times, so they're about the uh, same. So am am I am I the only one that that thinks that that's outrageous that they put? Westbrook, LeBron, and AD is the third best big three. Uh, let's see. Um, Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie deserve to go over top of them. Okay, I can and the, and the Mil- that on the, paper yeah. makes sense. The Milwaukee one, I'm a little more sketch on. I'm a little more sketch because, I mean, do you remember the narrative? Like two weeks into the playoffs, we didn't know if Giannis was Batman or Robin. Exactly. And we didn't know if Giannis was, so I can't put that big three. I can't put I can't put those guys over top of. I mean, exactly, but in in the idea though that they're even calling them a big three. Like, I mean, you it, can call them the big three because now they're the champs. So I, I'm okay with like that's that's what happens. Everybody gets elevated. We now see Drew Holiday as like one of those special guys because of the way he was able and to do he the is. defense and those things. Yeah, but typically the big three. We do have a lofty standard for what the three are. You know, like that big three, all three dudes should be able to go and get it in a major way at any point. Yeah, and the the other two big big threes, so LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Russell Westbrook are are or have been amongst – the, well, actually, they're all, I think, in the in the 15 best players in the NBA right right now. Would you agree with that? Mm. LeBron, AD, and Russell, top 15? Yes, all three. Ooh, I mean, 15 good players now. Um, maybe. I, I have to put an asterisk by Anthony Davis because he, he's always – He's always he's always in and out the lineup. What? The, so is Kyrie Irving. I mean, I feel like AD is okay. You're right, both of them. I mean, but I feel like I feel like AD is always. He's like me, like at the park. Like he can play two, two, two or three games, then he's done. Like if yeah, team where, loses, where like some yeah, some yeah. days you got yeah. two games, some games you got six. Yeah, like at the park. Like if if we lose, this is a wrap. Buck you out, yeah, it's, just, it's over, dog. I can't yeah. warm back up hey, after, and it, after sitting down. No, it's over. Yeah, and it could all end abruptly. It could actually end <laughs> in the middle of a game. That's the way I am. I've I've gone out in the middle of a game. <laughs> like like, ooh, that back. Oh no 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 no. I know what I'm not gonna do is be in pain at work all all week. I'm not getting paid to be out here, buddy. Yeah, so I don't. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, so now Giannis, Chris Middleton, and Drew Holiday are all three of those guys in the top fifteen in the NBA, or even top no. twenty. Uh, Exists? No, they're not. They're not all in the. No. Exactly, Kevin. Kevin Durant, Harden, and Kyrie Irving are they all in the top fifteen or twenty? Yes. 
Yeah. So though th- that's how you c- accomplish a big three. But I think that if Giannis, okay, so if, if you're Giannis, right, and now they're calling your team a big three, how do you really feel about that? Because you just lauded, you know, I don't I'm not winning with a super team. I'm out here, I, I'm getting it out the mud. So now do you do you get to so do you have to down your teammates to keep this same narrative or do you let them call you a big three? No, because then you no, you can't you can't, you can't crush your teammates. You just won the title with them. Yeah, but you, you see what I'm saying? No, yeah, I know. because he got up there and said, "Listen, I could go to the super team and win, but I'm not." I, I did it the way I wanted to do it in Milwaukee with this group of guys, without the super team, superstars. And now they're calling you a super team with a big three. Now you're you're part of a super team. And mm. now that destroys Giannis's narrative. It does it, it it does destroy his narrative when he says that, but they're not necessarily a super team. But see, even his narrative. It's kind of wrong because they did have a bunch of good players. It wasn't like it was Giannis and just a bunch of scrubs that won the title and he did it all by himself. You know, I understand he talks about the homegrown thing and he didn't go out and get a super team, but, I mean, Middleton developed to an all-star. I mean, Drew Holiday mm-hmm. has been an all-star, so that's three. Like, you have to have all-star players on the thing. P.J. Tucker is a star in the role that he played in. And at one point, Brooke Lopez has been an all-star, right? Yep. Yeah, so it wasn't like he was just playing with uh Yeah, a bunch of scrubs. Y- yeah, like like YMCA. like when LeBron went to the finals and Della oh. Badova and Oh, the Cleveland team that I could have played on? Yes. I could have yes. played on that team. Yeah. But so, don't look at me like that. I could have played on that team. I could have played on that team. Look, I know for sure that I can forget time scoring situations like J.R. Smith. I know I could have done that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Dude, dude, that 20 I think that was the 2015 <laughs> roster. So ooh, they ended up Ooh, they were that that ooh, by themselves. That is a boo-boo yeah, roster that they, took they, they were they started ooh. Timothy Mozgov. They had ooh. Richard Jefferson, Timothy Mozgov getting meaningful minutes in the playoffs. Matthew Della Vadova, uh, Tristan it, Thompson, Anderson Verjao. Did they have Amon Shumpert coming off the bench on that team? No, it, uh, oh, okay. Iman didn't come to the next year. Oh, okay. Channing Fry, Ooh. and I was sitting there like, "All right, man," but th- like th- that's not what Giannis has. Giannis actually has a good basketball team surrounding him, but people some some kind of way act like these dudes are chopped liver. But then on the other hand, re- remember prior to KD going to the uh, Warriors. That, I'm sorry, yeah, they would say, oh, the, the Warriors are a super team, all this stuff. This is a homegrown team. That, that was a homegrown team. They drafted Clay, They drafted Steph. They drafted Draymond. That is true. And it's the same exact situ- situation, but one guy's not looked at as a super team as another team is. Just saying, the 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 hypocrisy. P- people want their narratives. Um, <laughs> but you guys... <laughs> Up next, though, up next, the NFL 
is returning back to being the no fun league again, calling penalties that they have no business calling. And we will talk about that up next. But first, we have to go to the troll himself, the man with the updates, Mr. David Gascon. I haven't mean, seen nothing yet, George. Wait till next weekend. Next, until next Friday. <laughs> man. Hey, Bucky, while you were uh, covering that game yesterday, I want to ask you. How do you think Jacksonville is going to use Travis Etienne this year? I don't know because I was surprised they didn't use him more last night. Um, if this is a fantasy perspective, I would say you got to wait and see. I think just overall, I mean, cause yeah, you got to wait and see because I, I look. They, they talk about him being the third down back. James Robinson gets first. He's the three down back. Who is the three down back? James Robinson. I mean, he is, but he's not going to break one ever. <laughs> Ever, oh like, my like, God. like, look, he has to make good, him sound like Peyton Hillis or something. Like that. He's he's like one of those buses that you used to have when you go to school that has the governor on it. <laughs> it's only gonna go so far. That's James Robinson. It's only gonna go so far before it hey, slows down. Hey, Frank Frank Gore and um, oh my gosh, and uh, the who's the guy who used to play for the Jets? The running back, oh Curtis Martin. They both have the same thing going on, and they're both cruising into the Hall of Fame. I'm not ready to put James Robinson in the Hall of Fame yet. But so you think ETN will come? I mean, he'll yeah, I spell think, him. Yeah, I think I think they're going to end up splitting it, but he's going to end up playing a huge role. All right. I'm curious how they use them this year. Excited about them. Uh, guys, you mentioned it with the National Football League uh, Colts today and the Panthers. Indy wins it 21-18 to 18 off the field to play. Uh, Washington football team activated Curtis Samuel, released Lamar Miller. Uh, Jordan Love came back with an MRI that was relatively clean. He'll be day-to-day. Elijah Moore is day-to-day. He's got a quad injury. He's going to have an MRI today. Major League Baseball, Yankees getting Garrett Cole back tomorrow after recovering from COVID-19. They do take on the Angels. Padres place right-handed pitcher Hugh Darvish on the 10-day injury list, so he'll be out for a few Fernando Tatis Jr. came back in a large kind of way. Two home runs of the day so far. And actually, that ball game just went final. San Diego beats the Arizona Diamondbacks. 8-2 is the final. Will Smith hit a solo home run. Justin Turner, the former Met, a two-run shot. Dodgers in the home half of the first. Leading the New York Mets 3-0. There's runners at the first and third with two men out against Max Scherzer. Guys, back to you. Um, David Gascon, yes. um, you said that I haven't seen anything thing yet. I'm thinking I'm that we are building a contentious relationship, and I'm going to have to start doing you like like Ben Maller and Ryan Finley. <laughs> oh my god, ben that's a, that's an odd, that's an odd dynamic. I don't know if we want to go that route. <laughs> <laughs> not, not not quite that that far. It'll it, it'll be friendly. Yeah, these guys uh, these guys have a little seance and uh, get together. You know, motels, hotels, anything here on the west side of town. So the militia, the yeah, militia's <laughs> little uh, toothless. So it's all good. But yeah, we can't have that, man. I can't have that with you. It's all good. Yeah. But we will have fun on Friday night. It sounds like so. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but Bucky. You have the NFL turning back into the no fun league again with these taunting penalties that are being called. They made a point of emphasis with the officials that they were going to start calling taunting again after 
for after for so long not allowing players to celebrate after touchdowns. I remember I got a five thousand dollar fine for uh the, no a ten thousand dollar fine for a celebration and a five thousand while I was playing. And we saw in the Colts and the Panthers game today running back carried the entire line and then. Uh, for the occults, got up, just like said something to the defense and the, just half a second and then turned around and then celebrated on his own. Call the 15-yard penalty. And, B- Bucky, I hate that they're going to allow these sorts of plays to impact the game. Well, like here, here's the thing, because I can celebrate like no other. The problem is, man, when you begin to talk to guys directly, you know guys start feeling some kind of way. And, George, you know that's when the problem starts. It's one thing to talk about the team and all this other stuff or whatever, but when he barked directly at a guy in his face, you know they're going to call it that. They're going to call it that all day, all the time. And depending on what he uttered, too. See, it, Bucky, it couldn't have been that quick. Like, it, he couldn't have said anything that bad that quickly. I just wouldn't – I'm like, I, I know that bad things happen when, when officials let the game get out of control. But, like, you, you have to have some level where, like, where you can, you know, express and be – you know, and th- th- this is football. It's a physical sport. So you're going to show some emotion and be probably a little more demonstrative than you would in other sports just because of the physicality that it takes. And and like Marshawn Lynch said, at some point in time, you got to run through somebody's face just over <laughs> and over and over and over again. And that type of testosterone and energy like you you can't just bottle it up and just turn it off immediately you can't turn it off immediately however it's that it's that extra stuff that they're trying to prevent they just don't want any they don't want any fights or anything like that wow my god the, 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 on, can't you celebrate with your teammates don't I sound just like a high school coach? Exactly. You sound down. just like a Put high school down. coach. Put the ball down. Celebrate with your teammates. Act like you've been there before. Why? It's the fr- Every time is like the first time, Bucky. I did. I used to say that. I used to tell my high school coach that. But I haven't done it before. <laughs> exactly. That's the first time that I scored a touchdown tonight. <laughs> I haven't done it before. This, yeah, exactly. I, I'm, I'm with so, that. Uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of letting players go out there and, you know, and have a good time and all that. But, um, but Bucky, there's a new phenomenon in college football that I wanted to see see what you thought about. So BYU on their inst- I'm sorry, on their Twitter and Instagram, they put out a video of a walk-on getting a, a his tuition paid for it. Not a mm-hmm. scholarship. He didn't get put on scholarship. Mm-hmm. He got his uh, tuition paid for by Built Bar, mm-hmm. a, which is a protein bar company. And not only him, but every single player on the team, all the scholarship players are going to receive compensation from Built Bar, but also... All of the kids on the all the walk ons are now going to have their tuition paid for by Built Bar. And I thought that this was like, obviously, it's always great when you see walk ons get get paid or or get um, scholarships. But this was different because now this actually paves the way for. Big schools because they, they they have their classes of twenty five, mm-hmm. 
And now you mm-hmm. have a situation. If you're Alabama, Oregon, USC, you're Clemson, you could only bring in a certain number of kids because you're capped at 85 scholarships. So some years you can bring in 25 unless you're doing that Alabama math. Um, or you can bring in some years, 13, 15, 18. But now you could actually bring in more students, more student athletes, even in those years, and then just have some company put them on quote unquote scholarship and pay for their tuition and their housing, which would allow you to bring in, you know, 30, 35, 40 recruits, which could make their team so incredibly deep. I like it. I like it. I like the creativity behind it. One, I like the fact the gesture on the surface. I like the gesture that they took care of all the walk-ons. But as you pointed out, that is a huge benefit. George, one of the things I was worried about with the NIL is how do you deal with the haves and have-nots on your team, right? When the quarterback is getting broken off, I mean, you see what Spencer Rattler is doing. He just did an autograph show at 150 an autograph in Chicago. I mean, you do the math, he signed a thousand things. He's walking away with some cash. What about the other guys who aren't getting it? So now that some of these teams are being creative and finding ways to make sure that the money is kind of spread around, I like that part of it. Now, what you're pointing to is something that could change the competitive balance. Because if you're one of these teams, say, for instance, Nebraska, and Nebraska hasn't been great for a long time. But Nebraska has always had a great walk-on program. And I think there are some industries that are really tied to the university. Imagine if they begin to entice people to walk on there where you now can get elite recruits to walk on and get the same, if not more, benefits than some of the other places you go. I just think it opens up a different lane for the very creative recruiters that are out there at the head of these football programs. Yeah. And I think that I like it, but I also understand that this could create a bigger gap between the haves and the have nots. Right. Because Mm -hmm. if you're a kid, I granted, and some kids will make the decision to go to Washington state instead of being a walk on scholarship player at Oregon. But or at Boise, Boise State or where wherever else that they may be going. But some kids are going to stack up in the universe, in, you know, in line at these schools, which is going to make their regular walk-ons actually three-star prospects. And mm-hmm. I, I think that we're just paving the way for, you know, the, the, the divide between the best teams and the worst teams to get even bigger. Yeah, I mean, I think you, you certainly have that. But this is what Nick Saban has said. Nick Saban said when you open up the transfer portal, you're only making it – all the guys are going to come to me now. All the guys are going to come to me. It actually hurts the other teams because we're going to get who we want to get and we're going to get the extra stuff too. The other teams are the ones that can, they, that are unable to keep up with the way that the marketplace is going. And so it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out. Yes, it will. Uh, But you guys, up next, we will finish up here on Fox Sports Sunday. I'm George Reister. He's Bucky Brooks. Keep it locked. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the south side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. 
Visit ParamountPlus.com slash TheShot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime Annual Plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Rain or shine, every day is a great day for fishing, right? You got rain gear, but you can't overlook sunny day gear. A Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie has you covered on the sunniest days. Like, literally. I mean, who wouldn't trade a sunburn for a trophy fish? But why do it if you don't have to? Especially when this Solar Stream Elite hoodie is built with broad spectrum UV protection. We're talking UPF 50, and it has airflow so you don't overheat. And what's the alternative? Putting down the rod every half hour so you can slather on some sunscreen. Seems like an easy choice to me. Columbia PFG has you covered with their Castback TC shoe. Its OmniMax cushioning and traction system helps if you're on your feet a lot, say, fighting a fish. Not to mention keeping you sure-footed on a wet, rocking boat. So if you're going to be spending long days out on the water, and I sincerely hope that you will be, head over to Columbia.com PFG and shop all their performance fishing gear. So today on, I want to give a shout out to L.A. legend Nipsey Hussle. This would have been his, uh, well, this is, but would have been his, I believe, 35th or 36th birthday today. 36th birthday today. So we're going to give a shout out to, to Neighborhood Nip. But um, I'm George Reister here with Bucky Brooks, and we've been talking a lot of football so far and a little bit of basketball as well. But, but Bucky, I'm a big do, – do you normally and, – and well, actually, this is an unfair question because you called um, a lot of uh, NFL games. You actually called a preseason game yesterday. So how much – Prior to you doing that, how much preseason football did you watch? I mean, I always would kind of tune in just from like following these guys in the draft and that stuff. You kind of want to see what it looks like because it's one thing to watch a guy in college. It's another thing to see what they look like when they're playing against other pros. And people can disparage the preseason and talk about all that other stuff. But, I mean, I don't know your thoughts on it, George, but I feel like there are a lot of good players that even find themselves on the cut wire. But I feel like those preseason games, to me, look, man, it's not always the uh, neatest or cleanest football, but I can find some kind of entertainment. I can get some kind of entertainment out of it. See, I, I don't gain so much entertainment or even care so much about the outcome of the game because the, the outcome yeah, of the game even, is is yeah. inconsequential. I, I look for players who are going to jump off the screen, like guys who – 
I see or that I know or that I watched in college that I, w- I want to see how they do. Because while the team play may not be great because they're running vanilla offense, all of that, I think that it's easy sometimes to point out guys who jump off the screen and then they end up turning into big-time playmakers that season when you had never heard of them. Yeah, no, I, I believe that that is true. I believe there's some guys, man, they start making plays and it just pops. And you're like, ooh. Like last night during that game, uh, there was a kid on the Cleveland Browns named Richard LeCount, who I think was number 38 or 39. He played at Georgia. He made a ton of plays. But the thing is, he should have made a lot of plays because he was a big-time recruit. And what happened is, heading to his final season, I think he got a motorcycle accident. Yep. Which changed. Yeah, the safety, right? Yeah, the safety changed how he played. But last night you saw him, you're like, hey, man, this dude, this dude is a dude. Also, um, Jeremiah owusu Kormor, who was their second-round pick from Notre Dame. People had talked about him being a number-one pick. Yeah, he, he fell down the, in the draft. Yeah, he was all over the place because of a medical issue. But you can see the talent. I think in preseason, it's important to understand, hey, they don't count, but the games do matter. And those guys that kind of shine during certain moments of the preseason, they have a chance to shine during the regular season. Yeah, so who who are the teams that you're looking at being in in the in that have a chance to win the Super Bowl this season because I the uh, list is actually short every year but even though people actually think that their teams have a chance to win. Oh, I mean, you don't think America's team should be on that list? The Dallas yeah, Cowboys? Yeah, I think yeah. I think they have an outside shot. Yeah, I think I think they have I think they have a shot. I think obviously it starts with Tampa Bay being able to run it back. They have everybody coming back, so they're going to be the prohibitive favorite to do it. Even though they struggled last year during the regular season, it should be better the second time around. Um, people are talking about the Green Bay Packers, but as we talked about earlier, um, I wonder about their chemistry yeah. as a team, like with Aaron Rodgers and all that other stuff. Like typically, man, the football guys typically don't bless you when you have all this turmoil in the off season. That's a um, fact, you know. Uh, Kansas City, Baltimore over in the AFC. I think they're two teams to watch. I know people are talking about Miami. I still need to wait and see. Um, and then there always has to be a dark horse team. Who's going to emerge as the dark horse team? Maybe the Chargers. Yes. Yes. I would not mind Justin Herbert winning a Super Bowl. I don't know. I don't know why I like this kid. Because so much he's a much. duck, man. Because oh, he's a duck. Like, uh, uh, because he's a duck. That's why. Oh, that because could be why. The, 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 absolutely. <laughs> absolutely why. Like, I don't know why I have a connection, but Justin Herbert, what What could it be? Oh, he just wore your uniform for four years. That's all. Right. And he's a fantastic kid as well. And, and I mean, I just so happen to love Mar- Marcus Mariota, too. I had no idea why, Bucky. Oh, man. All of them. <laughs> Such a homer. Oh. <laughs> but for me, in the it's Kansas City or bust this year. I think that mm-hmm. they run it back and find a way to win another Super Bowl. But uh, that's it for us today, you guys. I'm George Rice. They're hanging out with Bucky Books Brooks all day today. We will catch you guys next week. At Bed Three Six Five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.
There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.